The Labor government under Anthony Albanese and Jim Chalmers is about to commit the ultimate betrayal of the Australian people and our nation. We must do everything possible to stop it. I'm Robert Barwick of the Citizens Party. The issue at hand is who is the real government? Our elected representatives or the private money power? Treasurer Jim Chalmers has committed publicly to passing legislation that would implement all 51 recommendations of the Reserve Bank of Australia review including the first one, which says, the government should remove the power of the treasurer to overrule the RBA's decisions. This act of political treachery, if carried out, would surrender any shred of national sovereignty over monetary policy to the banksters. Labor Prime Ministers John Curtin and Ben Chifley would roll over in their graves if they knew of the sellout. We will show you the history behind this question. Before we do, You should know we're asking you to sign our petition to the Parliament, asking them to go in the opposite direction and create a new public post office bank, a people's bank. We'll say more on this at the end of this video. In 1930, under Labor Prime Minister James Scullin, Australians were suffering deeply in the Great Depression, with more than 30% male unemployment. Treasurer Ted Theodore directed the government-created and owned Commonwealth Bank to act as a national bank and issued £20 million of new currency, two-thirds for public works to give people jobs, and one-third for agriculture. The governor of the Commonwealth Bank, Sir Robert Gibson, replied to the government, My answer is that I bloody well won't. How could this be? The Commonwealth Bank had been created by the Australian government in 1911 as a national bank, known as the People's Bank. How could the government's bank refuse to implement a government directive? This is the crux of the matter. Who has the ultimate authority over the economy? Is it the elected representatives of the people? Or is it the unelected bankers that old Labor leaders called the money power? The 1937 Banking Royal Commission examined this incident and found the federal parliament is ultimately responsible for monetary policy and the government of the day is the executive of the parliament. It is the duty of the bank to carry out the policy of the government. John Curtin supported the Banking Royal Commission's finding and put it this way. If the government of the Commonwealth deliberately excludes itself from all participation in the making or changing of monetary policy, it cannot govern except in a secondary degree. In other words, Curtin was saying, Without this power, bankers are in charge, not the elected government. When John Curtin and Ben Chifley took office in World War II, they enshrined this principle in the Commonwealth Bank Act provision that empowers the government to override the decisions of the bank. Curtin and Chifley used the Commonwealth Bank as a national bank to mobilise Australia's industry to help win World War II. The momentum carried through well after the war. Tragically, In 1996-97, the banksters who think they should be in charge, not the government, succeeded in privatising the Commonwealth Bank and making the Reserve Bank independent of the government. And ever since, the banking oligarchy has had more and more power over our lives. But it's not enough for them. They want any possibility of national sovereignty to be crushed. And Jim Chalmers is acting as their errand boy. This principle that the government is ultimately responsible for monetary policy, remains in law to the present time. The RBA review admitted 
this power has never been used in 78 years. But they are afraid it could be because some politicians and the Australian Citizens Party are saying it should be. During the last few years of financial turmoil, some senators have been asking questions of the RBA during Senate estimates. Why can it give hundreds of billions of dollars to prop up the private banks, but not invest in things that would benefit the Australian people, like infrastructure? The RBA has answered that such decisions are a matter for the government and admitted the government could indeed direct the RBA to act as a national bank by investing in the infrastructure needs of the nation. Now consider again the number one recommendation of the RBA review. The government should remove the power of the Treasurer to override the RBA's decisions. It's clear, isn't it? The RBA, representing an international banking cartel, is anxious to remove this power and crush any possibility of a return to the national banking policies of John Curtin and Ben Chifley. We in the Australian Citizens Party are going to fight to stop Jim Chalmers' legislation. But the best chance we have of defeating the banksters' dictatorship is to enact legislation to create a new publicly owned national post office bank, a new people's bank. The Citizens Party has written the legislation. MPs and senators from every party have voiced support for such a bank. Many local councils have passed resolutions calling on the parliament to create such a public bank. Remember, there is nothing so powerful as an idea whose time has come. The time has come to break the power of the banking oligarchy and make that power accountable to the people. We urge you to sign our petition and join this struggle. The clock is ticking on a new global financial crisis and the situation is intensely urgent. Please sign our petition and help spread the word. Spoken and authorised by Robert Bowick, Citizens Party, Melbourne.